Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 12, The Search for the Wicked Witch. Part 2. Then Dorothy and the lion got up, and the girl helped the tin woodman put the straw back into the scarecrow again, until he was as good as ever. So they started upon their journey once more. The wicked witch was so angry when she saw her black bees in little heaps like fine coal that she stamped her foot and tore her hair and gnashed her teeth, and then she called a dozen of her slaves, who were the Winkies, and gave them sharp spears, telling them to go to the strangers and destroy them. The Winkies were not a brave people, but they had to do as they were told. So they marched away until they came near to Dorothy. Then the lion gave a great roar and sprang towards them, and the poor Winkies were so frightened that they ran back as fast as they could. When they returned to the castle, the Wicked Witch beat them all well with a strap and sent them back to their work, after which she sat down to think what she should do next. She could not understand how all her plans to destroy these strangers had failed, but she was a powerful witch, as well as a wicked one, and she soon made up her mind how to act. There was in her cupboard a golden cap, with a circle of diamonds and rubies running around it. This golden cap had a charm. Whoever owned it could call three times upon the winged monkeys, who would obey any order they were given. But no person could command these strange creatures more than three times. Twice already the wicked witch had used the charm of the cap, once was when she made the Winkies her slaves and set herself to rule over their country. The winged monkeys had helped her do this. The second time was when she had fought against the great Oz himself and driven him out of the land of the West. The winged monkeys had also helped her in doing this. Only once more could she use this golden cap, for which reason she did not like to do so until all her other powers were exhausted. But now that her fierce wolves and her wild crows and her stinging bees were gone, and her slaves had been scared away by the cowardly lion, she saw there was only one way left to destroy Dorothy and her friends. So the wicked witch took the golden cap from her cupboard and placed it upon her head. Then she stood upon her left foot and said slowly, Eppy, peppy, kecky. Next she stood upon her right foot and said, Hello, holo, hello. After this, she stood upon both feet and cried in a loud voice, Zizzy, zuzzy, zick! Now the charm began to work. The sky was darkened, and a low rumbling sound was heard in the air. There was a rushing of many wings, a great chattering and laughing, and the sun came out of the dark sky to show the wicked witch surrounded by a crowd of monkeys, each with a pair of immense and powerful wings on his shoulders. One, much bigger than the others, seemed to be their leader. He flew close to the witch and said, "'You have called us for the third and last time. What do you command?' "'Go to the strangers which are within my land and destroy them all except the lion,' said the wicked witch. "'Bring that beast to me, for I have a mind to harness him like a horse and make him work.' "'Your command shall be obeyed,' said the leader. Then, with a great deal of chattering and noise, the winged monkeys flew away to the place where Dorothy and her friends were walking." Some of the monkeys seized the tin woodman and carried him through the air, until they were over a country thickly covered with sharp rocks. Here they dropped the poor woodman, who fell a great distance to the rocks where he lay so battered and dented that he could neither move nor groan. Others of the monkeys caught the scarecrow, 
and with their long fingers pulled all the straw out of his clothes and head. They made his hat and boots and clothes into a small bundle and threw it into the top branches of a tall tree. The remaining monkeys threw pieces of stout rope around the lion, and wound many coils about his body and head and legs until he was unable to bite or scratch or struggle in any way. Then they lifted him up and flew away with him to the witch's castle, where he was placed in a small yard with a high iron fence around it so that he could not escape. But Dorothy they did not harm at all. She stood with Toto in her arms, watching the sad fate of her comrades, and thinking it would soon be her turn. The leader of the winged monkeys flew up to her, his long, hairy arms stretched out, and his ugly face grinning terribly. But he saw the mark of the good witch's kiss upon her forehead and stopped short, motioning the others not to touch her. "'We dare not harm this little girl,' he said to them, "'for she is protected by the power of good, and that is greater than the power of evil. All we can do is carry her to the castle of the wicked witch and leave her there.' So carefully and gently they lifted Dorothy in their arms, and carried her swiftly through the air until they came to the castle, where they set her down upon the front doorstep. Then the leader said to the witch, "'We have obeyed you as far as we were able. The tin woodman and the scarecrow are destroyed, and the lion is tied up in your yard. The little girl we dare not harm, nor the dog she carries in her arms. Your power over our band is now ended, and you will never see us again.' Then all the winged monkeys, with much laughing and chattering and noise, flew into the air and were soon out of sight. The wicked witch was both surprised and worried when she saw the mark on Dorothy's forehead, for she knew well that neither the winged monkeys nor she herself dare hurt the girl in any way. She looked down at Dorothy's feet, and seeing the silver shoes, began to tremble with fear, for she knew what a powerful charm belonged to them. At first the witch was tempted to run away from Dorothy, but she happened to look into the child's eyes, and saw how simple the soul behind them was, and that the little girl did not know of the wonderful power the silver shoes gave her. So the wicked witch laughed to herself, and thought, "'I can still make her my slave, for she does not know how to use her power.' Then she said to Dorothy, harshly and severely, "'Come with me, and see that you mind everything I tell you, for if you do not, I will make an end of you, as I did of the tin woodman and the scarecrow.'" Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.